gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is now in session. With me, as always, is the man who has traveled far enough in life to see beyond, to see what's beyond the kill screen in Donkey Kong. Mr. Drew Celestino. That's, that's not accurate. That's not accurate. <laughs> I, am not, I am not a king of Kong, as it were. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Ah. Uh... I'm okay. You're okay? I'm okay. You know, Drew, I think it's safe to say, uh, at least from my perspective, we are above average podcast hosts. I I would agree. I think we put out a quality product for our listeners. Uh, We had a big week last week with Mr. Ron Garney on the show, and that episode got a lot of buzz. And if you discovered the show through that episode, welcome. We're, We're... very happy to have you back. That being said, Drew, um, our husband rating today. Husband rating? Yeah. Uh, you and I are both married. Ah, yes. Yeah, our husband rating today might not be as high as it normally is. It is. We we should note that uh, we are recording on Valentine's Day. We are. And dear listener, take this as a sign of affection for you, <laughs> that we care about you, and we want to give you content. Um, but it kind of snuck up on both of us. So today's going to be kind of an abridged episode of The Devil's Due because we have wives, and I believe if we did a full episode and did our normal length, they might not be too happy with us. No, no, unfortunately not. Yeah. So that means there's going to be some content cuts this today. Yeah, we're not so, doing a, uh, we're not going to do, um, Basically, you're going to get half an episode. More or less. You're going to get all the stuff that you get right up until the Luke Cage slash Daredevil episode breakdown. That's correct. We're going to save Luke Cage uh, finale for next week. And then the week after that, we'll jump right into, possibly jump right into Daredevil season two. You never know what might come up, man. Yeah, you never know. Things happen. That being said, sir, how was your week? Ha! Quite the week. Quite the week. For some reasons I can relay and others that I cannot. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into the, that, that I, which I can relay. <laughs> Drew was excited to hang out with Mr. Black. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Um, playing Final Fantasy 2 again on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good game. Some observations after all these years removed from playing it, though. Uh, it's been a while, as it, as it were. Okay. Storyline is very cliché. Um, is it fair to call it cliche if yeah. it was like Final Fantasy 2 and considering when it came out, it might it might not been cliche? Well, I guess what I mean is, okay, maybe cliche is the wrong word, but the character depth is very thin. Okay. Very thin. And as a result, it all kind of feels ho-hum. It's very predictable in a way. So are you going to complete it? Oh, or? yeah. I'll finish it just because, you know, you have to. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a little underwhelmed in the in the story. Whereas at the time it came out, it was like you know it's so epic. <laughs> well, you know it's been yeah. video games. Well, have come, the time it came out, it probably was probably epic. was epic. A lot That's of right. New stuff has come to light, man. Sure has. Um, also, uh, I recognize several musical themes from it that get repeated in later games, which I don't, I did not realize was a thing. But there are several musical cues that do come up again in Final Fantasy three, aka six. Um, and then in seven and even maybe, maybe beyond, I gave up after nine or so, so I Are couldn't really sh- be sure ones that were originally created for final fantasy one, possibly, possibly, but I don't know. Cause I didn't finish that one. Cause that one is unbearably hard to play. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very and, uh, early 8-bit Nintendo role-playing. Yeah. 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 No, you need some you, visual well, that and joy. There was a grind factor involved in, in the yeah. NES days that I have no patience for now. <laughs> and even in Final Fantasy 2, a.k.a. 4, I should have clarified, uh, it's 2, damn it. Um, there's a grind factor in this game, too. Oh, yeah. And it's not so much a uh, willing one, either. Those Man, those random battles. Oh, Lord, I <laughs> forgot how much I hate them. <laughs> Love random battles. I like them in doses, but it gets to the point where you're like, you take two steps, and it's a random battle. You win the battle, you take two more steps, you're back in another battle. Like, all right, dude, I just want to get through the cave to the other side. That's all <laughs> I want to do right I'm now. just going to my mailbox. Yes. I did not need six battles. That's correct. Anyway, that's been fun. Okay. And uh, we had game night Friday. Yes. On top of, I made sauce. It was always a good, a good time. Good sauce. Thank you, sir. Um, Saturday was a uh, West Wrestling Day. Took a road trip to Albany, New York. It's about four hours from here. Oh, that's right. Our state capital. Not the best place in the well, world. Yeah. Anyway, without disparaging Albany too much, I went to the NXT show in Albany, New York with some Next. friends. It was fantastico. It was a great time. Went to uh, the Albany Pumping Station for dinner and beer beforehand. It's a brewery it's it's kind of like gigantor uh gigantor pearl street like in buffalo in that but it's the size of pearl street with a giant japanese robot in it no it's the size of pearl street but uh bigger no uh no floors wide open big okay. f- old old factory not a factory i don't even know what it was but it's a big yeah. old building Just big open space yeah um, with better food and um, better beer, because Pearl Street's beer isn't that good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but having said that, Albany Pumping Station, I, I might have made a better beer or two in my day than they did there. And uh, on top of that, the food the for, food was, was good. For, for the visual, Drew is doing the uh, brushing the knuckles on the chest kind of <laughs> here. Not to brunch. Just saying. Um, and the food, while, while very good, uh, portions a little underwhelming. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna upcharge me to get onion rings with my burger, you better give me more than four of them. How was the wrestling show itself? Wrestling show itself was great. Shinsuke Shinsuke was there. It was in the main event. Uh, he win six six way tag match. So Shinsuke, along with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, otherwise known as DIY, took on the glorious Bobby Roode NXT Champion, glorious Bobby Roode, who beat Shinsuke at the last event. Because of you? Uh, no, it wasn't me this time. And uh, the authors of Pain and Shinsuke and uh, DIY proved victorious. Excellent. Also, Leviathan Over. I knew this already, but seeing it in person, good God, man. Ty Dillinger is over. This dude is over. As in, he is. they love him. He, is, he gets the reaction. Okay. So. He does the 10 thing. Ten. Uh, the thing ten, we were doing when we were ten. playing Catan. Uh, yes. And you yelled at me for doing it because I didn't know what it was. I was just like, I just rolled ten. I get like four or so. Well, let me tell you what. Anything this man does gets a ten. That's just... It was right. ins- it was great. It was insane. Great time. I'm really happy for him. He's been in, he's been in WWE's development system for like 15 years. He's finally like 
getting over. Nice. So, um, interesting little uh, wrestling side note, really quick. Uh, something I learned last night because I listened to the uh, the Bill Simmons podcast. Okay. And they just announced that they're doing what they're hoping to be the definitive documentary on Andre the Giant. Saw something about that. Yeah, yeah. that should be cool. So they have full cooperation of WWE, and Bill Simmons is the guy who like created the ESPN Thirty for Thirty series. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted like he went into it wanting to do one on Andre the Giant. Now you're going to get some revisionist history with WWE involved, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, there's also for the comic book fans out there that are listening to this, there are not one but two. Andre the Giant um, graphic novels. I remember that. I remember the story that. of his life, and well, I, day, I've read one of them. It was very good. Yeah, from my day when I worked at a shop, I remember there was the one that you got. That yeah, we got in. I thumbed through and it looked really interesting. I believe there is another one as well. So cool. Yeah, man. How was your week, sir? Uh, my week was good. Uh, cold is ninety five percent gone. You sound much better. I still have a cough. Well, a, a cough that is just lingering. That is made worse while i'm at work because you know how how well they clean out them air ducts um not a ton of stuff happened this week like i had had the game night with you friday night um oh you know what since i did you know what it wasn't a huge week so take this opportunity i want to discuss something with you i'm all ears i want to discuss the um Metallica Lady Gaga. Oh, yes, that happened. Okay, yes, indulge um, me, please. Yeah, I just want to give you my, my takeaway from it. It looked like the seed of something that could have been really great that was just handled terribly by a terrible production. Yes, I say that's, that's an accurate uh, because description. It starts out, Metallica's on stage. And you, they don't get introduced, the by the first, way. I, I just saw like YouTube videos. I didn't watch the actual show. Okay. But, well, I mean, does Metallica... She got introduced. Does Metallica really need an introduction? They introduced Lady Gaga. They didn't well, mention the fact that she's performing with a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted band that sold point. the most records in the fair SoundScan point. era. And, this, and then this just goes to potential for something great handled terribly. Yes. So the whole thing starts up. They're doing uh, Moth to Moth, Moth to into Flame. Flame. Moth into Flame. Which is off the new album. Yes. Which was kind of a surprise to me. I thought they were going to do a classic. I like that they went new. No, no, I did too. So they got like flames going everything. Here's the first strike against them. Go on. These freaking people in the background. Yeah, the foam washers. That are, oh my God, they're clearly not Metallica fans. Yeah, I know. Dude in a blue suede shirt. Yeah. Just kind of swaying back and forth. Oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah. And then the most obvious problem with it happens James's microphone doesn't work. Yeah, about that, huh? So there's like three lines of the song that James is singing, just nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there, there's a silver lining to that story, and that is that the web feed apparently it was working. Really? So you can watch the performance and hear it in its in its is its entirety as yeah. intended, mostly. Um, so that tells me that there was a separate audio mix for the web than there was for television, and that tells me that whoever was doing television done goofed hard and i would also venture to guess because metallica all use in-ear monitors like most professional yeah. at that level do he probably that not necessarily though because he did look rather confused yeah you could see him looking off to the side after the first line yes and he's saying nothing happened just, either his in-ears were not working or he noticed because even within ears there's ambient yeah, you're there's, gonna hear it i think the, the front of house which was probably the tv mix yeah. he noticed that front of house 
was not. Yeah, he got he had nothing, and you could tell he was pissed at the end of the song. I haven't he, seen James that mad in a long time. Kicking over the micro, microphone stand, throwing a guitar because I mean that's a hard house to play for any act because you're playing to your peers. Yeah, and, like they've they've all got that sense. It's like kind of like hosting the Oscars is one of the hardest jobs to do because you're in a room of the most self indulgent people in the sure. world and you're trying to make them laugh. Uh, but I mean, there was that. There was the fake dancers. There was like the fake fans in the front in a little corded off section from the rest of the people. Yeah, yeah, and like. I've got nothing but raves for Lady Gaga. I thought she did great. She was friggin' awesome. If there was, if they did a proper mixed version of that, like take that would two, be take great. two, I yeah. think it would be fantastic. Yeah. So that was, I saw that, I was like, that's, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, it's just, I don't think, unfortunately, Metallica's ever going to get their due credit in oh, the mainstream no. music nah, industry. No, don't worry. No, nah, don't worry about that. And nope. this doesn't help that, and that's kind of frustrating. No, nah, don't worry about that. So. They, they. they their their legacy is more than secured. Oh, well, yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, yeah, that was kind of... Got Metallica yeah. tickets today, by the way. Yeah, you did. I did. What show, what show are you going Toronto. to? Toronto. Toronto. I may also be going to Foxborough, Massachusetts as well. Ooh. I have a friend who lives in Rhode Island, not far from Foxborough, and he's like, dude, I got an extra ticket, so if you want it, you can come out here. Um, well, how much do I owe you for my Toronto ticket? You don't want to know. Oh, so you did give me a ticket this time? Uh, no, bastard. Um, and if I tell you what they cost, you, I'm just, you, I'm just you, curious. I am you curious. You decline so how, anyway. How how much is a Metallica ticket going for nowadays? Mm. Triple digits. Yes. Where are you sitting? Like, um, I could have got okay. I had a, I had a decision to make because I had okay. early access as a Legacy fan club member. I could have gotten the floor GA, or I could have got road seating. Okay. And uh, after the intimate show at the Opera House uh, in November, which was, again, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, I've gotten the, the intimate experience under my belt. Yep. I don't want to go fight on a stadium floor for, for rail space where the band is still going to be 30 feet from me. Yeah. And I'm still going to be looking up. At their and I, I know they're probably going to use their new stage that they they purchased last year, which is like two hundred feet high. So you don't want to mingle with the Avenged Sevenfold and Volbeat that band? too. So I ended up opting for road seating for this okay. show, and I've got like the thirteenth row or something. All right, um, I'm fine with this decision. Yeah, okay. Taking the wife, we're gonna get in late because I don't give a crap about either of the opening bands. Yeah. Ironically enough, much to my dismay, Gojira is opening the Metallica show in place of Volbeat on the California dates later uh, that summer. Uh, why can that not be the uh, shows that I'm going to? So okay, I have seen Gojira open for Metallica before, and it is awesome. All right, so two tickets, Toronto. Yes. Did you pay less than a first-generation PlayStation 3? What did that run? $600. Um, after exchange... <laughs> Because it's Canadian prices, <laughs> I'm under that. I am under the. I am under that. Just under it. It's 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 close. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, that, I I know you'll love it. So, and the thing is, I did buy one of the like you know package deals where you get a poster and a shirt and 
you know, VIP kind okay, of, cool. but not the good VIP. Dude, those VIP packages are pricey. Well, I, I'm assuming those are the ones. There were better to, ones where you get to meet the band and whatnot. That one's real pricey. Well, yeah, I'm guessing that's probably like five grand minimum. Let's two uh, twenty five hundred dollars a person. Let me let me let me break this down for you. Let me let me break out the member berries for you here. Okay. <laughs> As a long time, keep in mind, I'm not a huge concert go. That's okay. As a long time um, Metallica fan and a long time Metallica fan club member before they made it free to everybody, when you actually paid a yearly membership, and yeah. you know, um, remember when Metallica fan club could just get free meet and greets? <laughs> I remember. Yeah, not anymore, son. <laughs> Twenty five hundred dollars now. And you're not guaranteed. I mean, you never were even back in the day when they were free, but you're not guaranteed to meet everybody. So did you, do you ever think like there might be a day where you might splurge on something like that? Because you said you met all your heroes but them. No, I have met them. Oh, you have I met have. Them. 2004 or five that tour. I, I, did, I did meet everyone but Kirk. Ah. I met James Hetfield, and I met Lars Ulrich, met Rauch Trujillo. Let me tell you something, my friend. And this, I mean, obviously it's probably me, but when James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich walk into a room, you, you, you time stands still. Time stopped. I'd imagine. I was like, I don't get starstruck anymore with any of this stuff. When yeah. I met Metallica, dude, I was jello. I had to like find words, and I was hoping not to sound like too much of an idiot. So, well, you know, but yeah. met my heroes, and it was great. So cool. Yeah. Anyway, cool. all right. So those boom. are the weeks. That's the weeks. That's the week's. Uh, dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your week, if you'd like to send us any questions, comments, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. You can follow. You can find us at the following social media outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources for us at our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. That being said, this is normally the portion in the show where we get to our listener questions. But seeing it's a condensed show today and the only person we have questions from is Jay from last week, I think we'll put those off again. Oh, okay. We love Jay. Jay knows we love him. Jay getting bumped again. Yeah, he's gonna complain. So That's, we're not gonna do any listener questions. We didn't. We didn't get any other than Jay. It was maybe maybe, maybe we should indulge the new listeners with. Do you want to do Jay's questions, dear new listeners? Here's what you need to know about Jay. Jay's a big fan of the show. Jay likes the show. Jay is the winner of the first annual Devils Do World Series of Cross Examination, and he did get actual prizes for it. And if you want to go back and check out that episode, I strongly encourage that you do. Uh, we had Jay live on the show, and um, it was a good time. And not to mention Mr. Alan Waiters. Yeah. I will never forget Alan Waiters. I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason I kind of want to skip Jay's questions is because his question to me pisses me off. Ooh. Yeah. So do you want to maybe... Because it kind of oh. gets something stuck in the head that mm. you can't get out of the head mm. for at least 48 hours. But... Okay, if you want to do them, we'll do them. Let's indulge, right, Jay. Because you know what? It's going to get stuck in your head, too. Well, okay, I'm under uh, a lot of pressure here, so you know, maybe not. Jay's first question, uh, where's Alan? Uh, not here. Not here. Jay's second question to <laughs> both of us. Uh, which brother tandem would you rather see in a Marvel TV show? Okay. What characters would they be? Oh, boy. The Quaids, 
the Afflecks, the Property Brothers. Oh! Oh, wait. He saved the best for last. Or Sylvester and, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. Oh, wow. Wow. Can they all be in? <laughs> you think we just make one show? That would be great. All right. Who are the options again? The Quades. Okay. The Afflecks. Yeah, okay. The Property Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I like them. And the Stallones. I like them, too. Wow. Um, is that for both of us? Yeah, that's for both of us. I don't know who they'd play, but I really like this idea. I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got a suggestion. Okay. It's kind of... It's Marvel by past relation. Okay. Um, and you're going to be pissed at me for stealing this. But I would like to see the Property Brothers as Tomax and Zaymont. Yes. In Dude. a show... Dude. That, not a G.I. Joe show, but a show about Mars Industries. You, sir, just blew my mind. I make the shows. It will come right. It will, it will lead into the Daily Bugle show. That let me tell you something about this this fine podcast you're listening to right now, folks. <laughs> We're really good at pitching TV show ideas. Yeah, we are. This has happened before. Yeah, Go yeah. back and check it out because we have some winners on our hands. Yep. This being absolutely one of them. I want the Property Brothers. Oh no, it's Extensive Enterprises, was it not? I thought it was Mars and Mar- oh, but- Mars is Destro's company. Extensive Enterprises yeah, okay. is, is the is the legitimate face of Cobra. Well, the show's going to be called Twin Cobras. Okay, so fair enough. Go. Can there. they? Can, can we bring in a little a little uh, real life and they and they they're you know real estate barons? Yeah, it's going to be a little. It'll be good. It'll oh, be I, good. I like all of this. This all is right. great. So, what are you going to do? I like that. <laughs> you just you're not going to come up. with I can't come up better than that. That's <laughs> that's it. All right. Okay. Okay. Question for you, Drew. Hit me. This is referring to his previous question that he asked. We asked you uh, who else you would like to do a podcast with. Oh. He's clarifying. Oh. He says, I believe something was lost in translation, so I will ask again. Oh. Hashtag, we still have till five podcast. Yes. I don't get what that means, but okay. Um, If you could go to a different podcast that is currently running oh with one person while still staying with carl on this show obviously whose show would it be like a big league one he means yeah like a like a uh, any podcast. i i would happily guest on the steve austin show <laughs> <laughs> absolutely especially if ted Fowler's on as well i you, think the three of us could get up to some trouble you would be the uh the ed mcmahon to his johnny carson yes <laughs> Hiya! You are correct, sir. All right. Okay, I'll let you ask my question. All right, Carl. I'm waiting for the for the rub here. By the way, yeah. What, what's gonna what it's gonna be? Oh, I see what it is. Yeah. Carl, <clears throat> Carl. I have a two pens, an apple, and a pineapple. In what order would you place these objects? Uh, the order of which you can go straight to hell. All right, that's all for questions this week. We appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, please send us in questions. We love answering them. And most of the time, yeah. you're not going to get told to go to hell. Most of the time. Most of the time. And Unless you're it, Jay Gelsomino. Yeah. And if you're you're curious as to why Jay was told to go to hell, simply go to YouTube and look up Pineapple Pen. Uh, suggest, or don't, because... I suggest just watching the short version, because it's much less excruciating 
but still painful and will get stuck in your head forever. And according to the Hollywood Babylon podcast, the most popular song in Japan for 2016. Okay. So Japan, what the hell? On the flip side, their wrestling is awesome. Well, I'm not (laughs) I'm not besmirching their wrestling at all. So that is that does it for what we call the cross examination sections. We kind of follow a court theme here on the devil's. I think they get it. Yeah, I know. Well, they they (laughs) might be new to the show. They might be. Um, Okay, so we've got a little bit of news. Hit me. I, I'm all we're, ears. We're going to start with the fun stuff first, something I am personally very this happy about. This is the case about. files, is it not? This is the case files. We're going to open the case files. And in the case files is a big, big, nice little present for myself, sir. Okay. It was announced today that a new Spider-Man comic series. Uh, I say new, but it's kind of a, a re, rejuvenation of an old series. Uh, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, it's back. Is coming back to. I sent you. I know. In our group chat, did you not pay it to God? You never. I'm embellishing for the showman. It's called <sighs> showmanship. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, will relaunch with Chip Zdarsky. He's been around the block, and Adam Kubert, another vet. Very excited about that. Is they, this his first time doing Spider-Man? Um. I believe it's his first time doing Spider-Man solo book. He has done Spider-Man in the past in appearances in other books. Okay, cool. Um, so I am very excited about this. Me being a huge Spider-Man fan, and I've said in past shows, even though you don't necessarily agree with me, I would like more Spider-Man titles out there. That's uh, okay. I think we're we've been lacking some in recent years, mainly because Marvel cannot capitalize. On his they, film success? They, yeah, they don't want to push a character that's not in the quote-unquote Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, he is now, so yeah, push I away, know. sir. So, okay, the that's other exciting. thing, uh, during the our game night last Friday, yeah. uh, the uh, a video dropped. Ah, uh, yes. Of the first day of shooting on... Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War. And it was confirmed, like... We didn't know what was going to happen, but it was officially confirmed that the Avengers will meet the Guardians of the Galaxy in Infinity War. Because who didn't know that was going to happen? Yeah, Come on, that's no. like the worst kept secret in the world. Something interesting, though, is they released some uh, some concept art and whatnot. And as we have established Marvel's credit line, very good. We know it's going to be good. The one thing I want to see... In this film, the one thing I want them to take straight off the page, put on the screen, do not change it all, is at the end of the grand battle, Cap is the only one left standing, walking towards Thanos, knowing he has no chance whatsoever of defeating Thanos. Simply saying, as long, I I forget what the exact line was, as long as one man stands against you, you will not win. And I think that scene would have so much more relevance today. Sure. Given political climate. And then Thanos just like backhands him, snaps his neck, and he dies. I think there's going to be some shock factor to Infinity War. I really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Honestly. This this might be Disney kind of going, okay, we have... 
we have an opportunity to un to free up some cap space. Yeah, <laughs> as it uh, were, uh-huh. in the the payroll cap space. <laughs> see, see what I I see what you did there. Did there. So yeah, um, I guess um, I'm excited about Infinity War. It should be great. I do have some concerns. I well, that's not really concerns is the wrong word. I don't want to sound like a like I'm worrying too much. Yeah, but you are aware that the creative committee behind the movies is no longer. The comic book writers, you know this, right? That era is over. Yeah. They disbanded that, and now the movie people are the movie people. So after Infinity War, I'm I'm wondering what shape things are going to start to take. Because one of the great things about, to me, and I think to a lot of people, yeah. how, how, how Marvel established that firm line of credit is they had the comic people in charge of the stories and the characterizations up till now. And that put people at ease. They were getting legit yeah. versions of... They, they were getting what they wanted to see, as opposed to when stuff was licensed out to Fox and Sony and whatnot. Yeah. It's a crapshoot. You know, Hollywood's Hollywood. These guys want to reinvent stuff to put their spin on it because they can. Yeah. Marvel didn't work, did not work that way. They, they kept it true. Maybe not, maybe not to the letter true with everything, but tonally true. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just a little... Uh, why well, I'm curious. I, I I'm curious. No, I, I get what you're saying. I if think, that's going to change, I think. I mean, it's still Marvel Studios, right? I think they're smart enough to know what made them. So even though it's not the comic guys' direct control per se, I'm sure that the people there are going to be smart enough to still consult and get their opinions from the comic creator so that they know to maintain that level of quality. Let's hope. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Let's hope though. Yeah. So, uh there's there's that now. <laughs> go go get Do you want, want, want me to get can get I the, can I talk about this one? Get get the fire extinguisher, Drew. I'll, uh, I'll Is that going to be enough? Cuz uh, <laughs> cuz we got to go back to the dumpster fire that is the the DC uh, cinematic universe. Drew, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the people what the latest rumor? Well, hey, let's let's start DC with let's start with is. what we know. Yes, we know Ben Affleck has decided I don't want to direct this movie anymore, this Batman movie. Right, we know that. Yes, we now know that they're going back to a page one rewrite of Batman. Yes, as well. That makes Flash and Batman now both big t- properties that tent yeah. tentpole films really. That have no script at all to speak of. This should, this is simple stuff. Yep. This stuff prints money. Flash still does not have a director. Oh. Um, well, Batman got a director. Allegedly, yeah, Matt Reeves. Yeah, the guy who's doing the upcoming Planet of the Apes movie. Yes, okay. and also did Cloverfield. Okay, um, well, so, let's hope. That I mean, he's got he's got experience with got some work work under his belt. Stuff. So, um, did you hear the new rumor? I heard the new rumor. New rumor is Fleck wants out, like wholesale out, out. out. Yeah. So Watch we had yeah. we we had this discussion a couple episodes ago. We did when he bowed out as the director. I said, "Okay, get a new director in there," but if he bows out of the role, that's that's, that's the it. game. That's, that's it. That's a body blow to this current incarnation of the. 
DC you, Cinematic Universe. You can't recast it now. You this, can't. This is what I would do. This is what they're not going to do it because that would be in a in a way admitting defeat. This is what I would do. Release what you got. Just Wonder Woman Justice League. I think Aquaman is done shooting. It, it's, yep. Release that. Then just put everything on the shelf. Don't continue on. Just just admit defeat and, and put it to bed. You're three movies in to your cinematic universe. None of these three movies have been well received, right? You can't really say, "Well, they made mo- money," because oh, they made yes, money. They did make money. That's not everything nowadays. Because you can make money and still be a bad movie. Batman and Robin made money. Batman and Robin made the most money in the franchise up until that point. Those Transformers movies make money. Yes, they also keep coming out. Your your three movies in. People now, I think, are going to see it more to see how bad it's going to be than how than than with, know, the, than with the Marvel it. excitement. Exactly. Okay. Put it, and I would, I would, I've said this in the past. I would say this to Marvel too after they finish the once they complete the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line. Put it on the shelf. Yeah. Like I would say if. And the, and again, they'll never do this because Batman is a license to print money. Yeah. Warner Brothers, sell DC. The thing is... Or, I'm sorry, AT&T, AT&T. sell DC. No, I, I feel where you're coming from with all of this. You know that. Um, the problem is, dude, like, it prints money. So, but, yeah. but, but what, what they should be... What I, what I think they should be cognizant of and what I think you should are pointing to is diminishing returns. If you keep this up, you're just going to salt the earth. Like yeah. you're, you're going to make this. People are going to get sick of it mm-hmm. for a long time, and maybe I, I don't want to say forever. Nothing's forever necessarily, but it once you hit like saturation point, and it goes away. Like once people don't want it anymore, yeah, I don't know how you're going to build it up again later. I, I don't know. You yeah. got you kind of got to leave people wanting a little bit because so far the only one that and granted we've seen very we've only seen production stills of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a couple trailers of Wonder Woman. I am hopeful for Wonder Woman. Okay. We've gotten a, um, a sizzle reel for Justice League. And some still shots. Eh. Everybody looks plasticky for some reason. Yes. I don't know why. Um, it's just, it's not been handled well from the get-go. Nope. Like, of the three movies that have come out. Now, granted... I have not seen Suicide Squad. Okay. I probably will not see Suicide Squad until I can see it for free. Okay. Because, again, there is that morbid curiosity. That being said, I mentioned to you Friday night, my friend Manny travels a lot for work, text me. <laughs> so I'm flying back from Atlanta, and the inflate movie is Suicide Squad. Sometimes free is too much to pay. Oh. He said it was horrible. So to rank... The three films I've been released, I've said I'd probably say Man of Steel's been your best effort. I think Man of Steel <sighs> is good, but it's like just it's a f- in the realm of being good. It's flawed as hell, but it's a competent yeah. movie. It's a it's co- it's, competently it's, flawed. It's a competent movie. Yeah, just flawed and then very you, flawed. And then you've got Batman v Superman. Oh boy, which. It's on HBO now, so I gave in our shot. I was like, "Yep, still bad." Can um, I can I make a confession here? Sure. And I'm I'm not telling you anything that you know you don't know, but yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't see that movie <laughs> because yeah. 
it, I, I just thought it was wrong, yeah. entirely wrong. But I did just on a whim because, you know, all this news is coming out and you know, I got to see things. I watched, I saw a clip, on, it's on YouTube. I watched a clip of the Martha scene, the one everyone talks about, with the, the Martha scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is that the whole movie? Is the whole movie that bad? Because that was painful to watch. Not just the stupidity of the plot point, but just the yeah. whole, all of it, execution, perform. I, I was like, Th- this is horrible. Yeah. See, here's the thing about that movie. Uh, Wonder Woman is great. They <laughs> nail Wonder Woman. You're, you're watching the scenes of Wonder Woman. You're like, holy crap. How did you get this so right and the rest of this so wrong? <laughs> Affleck makes a good Batman, uh-huh. but you want to see his Batman in a movie that Zack Snyder has nothing to do with. I would can okay because yeah. they've got him driving around like freaking spy hunter, just mowing people down with yeah. That's guns a, the that's Batman. a problem there. It's like uh, yeah. So okay, well, I'm t- if this if he walks away, dude, that's it because he was a, he was their big like anchor guy. Yeah, honestly, because like okay if. If Wonder Woman is good and Affleck sticks with Batman and the Batman is good, okay, I think you, might you have can something recover. There. You can. You've got something to build on. You, but if he walks... Go about fixing Superman. Yeah, good luck. And if you get the Trinity to work, that is the foundation for everything. And you can build on that and you can recover and you can improve. I don't share if your optimism. If he leaves and Wonder Woman it falls in line with the rest of the films they've done so far, That's, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Put yeah. it on the shelf, sell it, whatever you do, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. No, I know. This is why we should run a lot of stuff that we never will. No. No. We're too invested, I guess. I don't I don't know. I I don't understand the problem with giving people what they want to see. I don't I don't know why DC feels the need to just no, no, it has to be this gritty vision. It's like, how about you just, you know, give people what they want to see? Yeah, you know, I, I don't mean, know. you're, you, and again, showing that the comic book guys know how to do it. DC Rebirth, kind of going back to the roots, and it seems much, to be successful for them. Good, seems, and people seem to be buying it. Yeah, so I don't, and I don't know. They're the, even fixing stuff within that. They're kind of slowly bringing Superman back to what his costume used to be. I don't think we'll ever get the red underwear back. Uh, give the man his undies. I know, He's I know. cold, damn it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, it's so much so that Marvel has announced that they are going to kind of start to phase back stuff to be, because if you watch the Marvel films and then go to Marvel Comics, very you, have, right now. you have no idea what the hell is going on. Right. No idea at all. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. with all that. We'll I, I, things are kind of reverting to form, I guess. I um, hope so. I do have a great idea for relaunching the Marvel Universe, but I think we've talked about this before. The Cinematic Universe? Yeah. The universe? If you're going to reboot it, 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 unfortunately, it requires they get on with Fox again, and they recover yeah. lost property. And, uh, yeah, my, my big pie in the sky is you put the universe to bed, and you relaunch it, period piece, Fantastic Four, launching the Marvel Universe. Period piece set in the... In the 1960s. Space race. So basically Legit. you want to do what Fox did with X-Men. Um, yeah, but it's only it's... with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what they did, but better. Yes, what they did, but better. 
So, all right. There you that go, is, man. Those are our case files. That is the news. Um, we're going to do just like kind of a quick review of the latest issue of Daredevil. This is a Daredevil podcast after yep. all. And we it it's on the floor. Oh. Well, crap. Go go get your book. You're gonna take Got it. it. All right. So what number issue is That's this? That's what bags and boards are for. Yes. This is Daredevil number 16. All right. Okay. Writer and artist? Uh, written by <laughs> Shah Sule. Those of you heard last week's episode? Also known as uh, Charles Sewell. Is that Sewell? 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 We're going to try and get him on the show. And I would love to know. We're going to ask him. I, I could probably Google this. and It's probably there. But I like not knowing. So don't <laughs> get off my case. Mr. Garney did not draw this issue. No. There's a um, guest artist on the Goran past couple Goran Suzuka has drawn yeah. this issue. Good work. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, so... It's a very introspective issue. Totally introspective issue. And, and, and if anything, after the last cliffhanger in issue 15, where we see Matt uh, going through the grinder, as it were, putting a hit on himself. <laughs> is that Brothers Grimm. Um, the last panel, last page, shows that his old pal Bullseye has arrived. Yeah. Now, normally that means business is picking up. And it does here, too, to, yes. a, to a degree. But I would say I thought it was going to be an epic arc of some kind with Bullseye showing up. We don't even get a fight. We get a fight. It's very one-sided. Yeah. Matt, which is, Matt basically takes him apart. Which is strange because they're, from everything I've read of their rivalry in the past, they're pretty evenly matched. Well, Does Bullseye still have an adamantium skeleton? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I can't keep up with the Marvel Universe anymore, dude. I guess. Well, probably. I think, like... The, he was in an iron lung last time we saw yeah. him. The The whole point of uh, Matt trying to draw Bullseye is he's trying to get a serum. Yes. From Bullseye, who was given... I can't remember the character's name. It was in the... the Mark Wade run? Mark Wade run. Where the ninja-looking dude in yeah. the, the retro Daredevil suit. Yes, I know the one you mean. It was a really cool story. I just can't remember the character's name. Um, but he was given... Daredevil's powers. With the synth- yeah, with a drug. But he could still see. Yes. So, what, because as we discussed in the last episode, Blindspot has had his eyes removed yeah. by Muse. Uh, Matt wants to get the serum so that at least Blindspot can have his abilities to make, make the rest of his life a little bit easier. Yeah, he's trying to so, yeah. find some way to make amends for, because as Matt Matt gonna do, Matt gonna guilt himself for getting yeah. blind spot into this. And this issue is a lot of that. A lot of very, like, a lot of this issue takes place in between Bullseye pulling a trigger and the bullet arriving at Matt. Yeah, it's a lot of inner, inner monologue. Yeah. And now you said that, that Daredevil's, the point of him putting the hit on himself, making the price high enough to get Bullseye to do this, was that so that Bullseye would come out of the woodwork, go after Matt, and Matt could retrieve this serum from him. Yeah, and we learned but, that just in this issue. Because I remember when we discussed last issue, we're like, why is Matt doing this? Right. Well, now we know. But that's not the only reason why he did it. The other side of him was also maybe hoping, maybe a little bit, that Bullseye would be successful in killing him. Yeah. Matt. Oh, Matt. That that Matt guilt. That Matt guilt is Heavy son. I, th- I think we see it's not uncommon, especially with hero comics, to see the hero get to the point where 
they start questioning carrying on. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a trope, but I think a lot of times in life, and this isn't just with, you know, these characters, with real people and whatnot, there comes gut check moments. Yeah. yeah where yeah. you kind of got to stop and reevaluate where you're headed, how you want to continue, so on and so forth. And this issue, we see that, again, in between the the uh, the pulling of a trigger and the arrival of a bullet. And for all of Matt's musings... No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. He's already made up his mind. And we see, like, at the end of the issue, that he, without even giving a thought, he moved to block the bullet. You know, spoilers, Daredevil doesn't die in this issue. Correct. But what we do get interspliced here, though, maybe maybe his intentions were mixed when he put the contract out on himself. Maybe he was. Maybe he had a slight death wish, yeah. while still, you know, in the back of his head, thinking, "I'm going to get this drug," and you know, yada yada. But we get this the the church scenes interspliced with this yeah. introspection. Matt is kind of dipping his toes back into the holy water, so to speak. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. See what I did see what there. You did there. Yeah. Um, and he's he's visiting a, a priest again, Father Jordan. Yes, who we learned something very interesting about this, this uh, issue. Yeah, he's got some tattoos, and the man... Uh, man can, can throw down. Man can throw down. Yes. We learned that he is part of a, an ancient order. Uh, uh, the Ordo Draconum, according to uh, Father Jordan. Now, I don't know if he's part of it, but... He's at least versed in it. Yeah, it's very evident he's had experience with it. Yeah. Whether or not he's still currently part of it or not has yet to be seen. Um, so basically, I think Matt has a realization when he in, in, in that fight scene when, when Father Jordan takes out the thugs. And uh, he basically says, uh, God wants us to fight. Uh, if, we, if, we, if we just gave us the perfect world, then maybe we'd cherish it and whatnot, but maybe not. Yeah, there is a lot of, for those of you who've been listening to the show uh, from the beginning, uh, know that, you know, I claim the faith in Christ. Uh, there was a lot of theology in this issue that that does not align, not only with, with my faith system, but with Catholicism as well. So it's it, it makes me interested to learn more about this character, this priest character. It's I interesting. We, we get to see more of him. His his. his stance is basically god wants you to fight for the perfect world because if we attain it then we'll never let it go yeah that's a f- and that's okay we'll see how that works out interesting philosophy not necessarily theologically theologically whatever sound is there is there we any speak, right or wrong we speak english well <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens it is interesting i'm curious to see where this uh, this this guy goes exactly yeah. good issue uh, we got some answers. Not what I expected. So, spoilers, he does beat Bullseye. He gets yeah. the serum. He brings it back to uh, Blind Spots. Uh, I almost said hotel. Like, Yeah, he's, yeah, he's holed up in a hotel. The hospital room. <laughs> but he is gone. His mother has taken him out of the hospital. So, yeah. Matt cannot give him the serum in this issue. And his mother, if we remember from the beginning of this current run, his mother was in league with Ten Fingers. Ah. Who now is no longer among the living, no. Muse, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And uh, at the conclusion of the issue, um, we, as they, you know, teased, Matt basically says, so I want to tell you, Father, in the confessional, mind you, I'm Matt Murdock, and I am Daredevil. 
Matt yeah. and your identity. You just got to you just put is the it, lid is. back on it. <laughs> now he's going to go blowing it off again. Okay, so he says everyone used to know that and now no one knows it. Let me tell you how that happened. So next issue, hopefully, hopefully, we're going to find out how Matt put we've, the put the cat back in the bag. We've been told answers will be coming. I believe next issue is the return of Mr. Carney. Okay. Um, I believe next issue we will see some classic red suit. I'm okay with that. Me too. Um, so yeah, eagerly awaiting next issue. Bring it on. Yep. Well, that about does it here today for us on Devil's Due. Again, yeah. we said it was a, a, a shortened episode. We we still wanted to get you something this week. If you want to contact us, uh, send us some questions, suggestions for the show, uh, anything at all, you can do so at the following locations on social media. Twitter, we are at Devil's Due Pod. Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our fantastic website put together by Mr. Celestino, the Devil's Due Podcast. Don't oversell it, man. Dot com. <laughs> it's a hub. That's, basically, everything's there. Everything yep. you just said is there. Folks, please uh, help us get the word out about the show. Uh, the best way you can do that is when we post a new episode, please share that, retweet it. Uh, thank you for those of you who have been doing that. Uh, those of you who haven't, help us out. Throw Not- us a retweet or a share. Share, retweet, and also, um, if you are downloading this show, uh, please leave a rating. Uh, ratings help, believe it or not. Gets yeah. it bumped up in the rankings on uh, iTunes and Google Play. And uh, the higher the higher the ranking, the better the visibility, which helps the show. So yes. help us out, man. Please. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you next week. Can't really say we'll see you next week. This is an audio medium. But for now, happy Valentine's Day. Hey. And court is adjourned.